What else can we know from this first verse? He goes on to say, to the 12 tribes which are scattered abroad. So who are the audience? The audience is written right here. To the 12 tribes which are scattered abroad. This is in reference, one of the reasons why Dr. Arnold Frutenbaum considers this a Messianic Jewish epistle, because the audience is clearly Israel, the Messianic Jewish of Israel, of the 12 tribes. The fact that James is writing this letter to the 12 tribes of Israel reveals the fact that the myth of the lost tribes of Israel is false. Because when you're looking at the lost tribes of Israel, they'll say that during the Babylonian captivity or the Assyrian captivity, tribes were lost, tribal identities were lost, yada, yada, yada. They assimilated, whatever the case is. But here James knows the 12 tribes. He's addressing them right here. Then even still, even if they were lost to human people, we understand that in the book of Revelation, chapter 7, chapter 11, that God's going to call 144,000 Jewish evangelists, 12,000 12, from each tribe. So they're not lost. And so that just really throws that myth of the lost tribes away. So he's writing to the 12 tribes of Israel, which are scattered abroad. Scattered abroad really is the Greek diaspora, diaspora. Basically, it's a compound word meaning a spread and forth of seed. It's used figuratively of like a farmer who's casting seeds to the ground, if you will. And that's where this Greek word really gets its idea from. Now, when we think of the great dispersion, we typically think of Acts, but the dispersion has happened numerous times within the Bible. It happened in Assyrian captivity, Babylonian captivity, happened here a couple times in the book of Acts. What I believe this is talking about, I believe this is talking about during the time of Acts chapter 8, when uh, Paul was wreaking havoc on the church, and they dispersed. Now, the thing about the diaspora, the scattering, the sowing of the seed, is the fact that now this dispersion that happened, now the gospel is being going out to other areas instead of centralizing in Jerusalem. And so these are Jewish people, Messianic Jews, believers in the Messiah, Christians that were scattered. Basically, they were chased out, they were run out, they left their homes, they left their jobs, some left their family, uh, some were imprisoned, some were executed. There were times and periods of peace during these days, small peace, if you will. But a lot of times, in a lot of these cities, if you read the book Acts, Jews were trying to find them and chase them out and persecute them. Peter got arrested, Paul got arrested, Silas got arrested. There's a lot of times of persecution. And so this letter is written by James to Christians. How do we know they're Christians? Fifteen times in this five-chapter letter, the word brethren is used. One, time, one thing. Three times the words beloved brethren are used. But the most clearest example for me is in James chapter 2, verse number 7, where he references, Do they not blaspheme you by that worthy name by which you are called? In allusion to Acts chapter 11, verse 26, where they were called Christians first at Antioch. There is a threefold way of telling these people are believers. So you have James, the half-brother of Jesus, that wrote the letter to the 12 tribes of Israel who are Jewish Christians that are under persecution. That's the backdrop. So when we're reading the letter, we got to remember times of persecution, Jewish Christians. Now the question is, if James wrote it, 
when did he write it? And why wasn't it the other, uh, the apostle James, James the Great? Well, the thing about the New Testament, the thing about Scripture, is there's things known as chronological markers. Ways we can date certain activities, events in the Bible. This is what the Book of Mormon does not have. This is what a lot of false religions do not have, but we do. There are ways we can figure out when certain things happen with the names of kings and activities, people within power. For instance, if James, the half-brother of Jesus, wrote this, he obviously had to write it before he died. It's believed that he wrote it prior to A.D. 62, which is when it's believed he was martyred. So I don't think he would have wrote this post-mortem. And so A.D. 62 is probably the latest he would have written it. If it's written to the 12 tribes that are scattered abroad, it had to have been after a dispersion. I believe this is after Acts chapter 8, when Paul's wreaking havoc on the church. That is believed to have occurred around 34 A.D. So 34 A.D., 62 A.D. James chapter 2, verse number 7, like I said, there's a reference to the worthy name by which you are called. I believe that's a strong evidence for being called Christians. We read in Acts chapter 11, verse number 26, that God records they were called Christians first in Antioch. And so if they were called Christians, that label first in Antioch, that happened around 42 A.D. So now we're looking at 42 to 62 A.D. Then we get to the Jerusalem Council. The Jerusalem Council was a big to-do because now a lot of Gentiles are getting into this faith. And now the, the Messianic Jews, they're like, okay, we keep all these traditions and laws. These people are coming in. What do we do? What do we do with Titus and Timothy and these others? And that's where James, after a lot of deliberation, said, okay, this is what we're going to ask of them, if you will. Nothing in the book of James hints at this mass incursion, if you will, of Gentiles. There's nothing real gentile in this letter. Matter of fact, when we read in the beginning of chapter 2, in verse number, uh, where is it? Verse number 2, where it says, For if there come unto your assembly, many times in the Greek, the Greek word is ekklesia, which is the common word for assembly, you know, calling, whatever the case is. But in the Greek there, James actually used the word synagogue. And so it wasn't common to use ecclesia during the time James wrote this letter. That book makes many people believe it had to have been before the Jerusalem Council of A.D. 50. And so you're looking at the dispersion of 42, the Council of 50, most likely somewhere in between there is when this letter was written. What was going on during that time? Well, in Acts chapter 12, Apostle James was beheaded. Paul, Peter was arrested and King Agrippa died. Acts chapter 13, Paul and Barnabas' first missionary journey. They preached in a couple cities and they were expelled from Antioch. Acts chapter 14, the healing happened in Lystra. Paul and Barnabas were deified. Claimed, uh, people claimed they were Mars and Jupiter. Paul was stoned, thought he was dead. And then there was a declaration that the church was going to go through many trials. Acts chapter 11, they were called Christians first in Antioch. Act chapter 15, when Jerusalem Council happened. In between those two date markers, there's a lot of persecution going on for being a Christian, for preaching. Again, with the backdrop of that, we have got to understand this letter.